Good morning, my fellow Michiganers. Good morning, my fellow Americans. My goodness gracious, we got a lot to talk about today. And just like I was talking about on our previous shows, there is a school board battles, or school board battles, excuse me, going on all throughout the country. And there are some great things to talk about today. So welcome to the Grassroots Army Podcast. I am your host, of course, former gubernatorial candidate Garrett Soldano, and I'm really here to give you hope today because I said time and time again, slowly but surely, we are going to start taking back what? Our local communities. And that's what the whole premise of this grassroots army is, is inspiring ordinary people to do extraordinary things because you have to understand the power comes where? Locally. No matter how many threatening letters the state sends you or the federal government, the power always comes down to the local level. That is how our founding fathers made our country, okay? The power comes locally. So a lot of school boards right now, they're starting to stand up to the state and they're saying, no, we're going to take care of our communities. The state, understand what your role is, and it's not to interfere with our local power, all right? But a lot of people don't know that. They think that the state has the power, and that's not true. So I'm going to give you a couple examples Today, on not only what happened in Chino Valley Unified School District last night when they booted the state superintendent, Tony Thurman, from their meeting, but they ended up voting for parental rights. So now in that community, they need to notify the parents if their child is having a change in their gender, which is common sense, right? That is what we've been fighting for for a very long time. It's just common sense. We're not against that community. However, you can't start interfering with parental rights. And that is where the school board, God bless them, stood up, took the power back. They got conservative school board members on that board. And then they voted to notify the parents when their child is deciding to be if they're transgender or not. Okay. So it's a big, huge parental rights win. And that is what we need to understand. And I know there's a lot of school board members out there that you're a lone voice, a lone wolf, right, on the school board. And you feel that, hey, you're not getting anywhere. But understand this, the power of one can lead to the power of many. Just hold the line until the next election cycle. Because the leftists, they decided to die on this hill, this this taking away parental rights hill. And bringing all this leftist agenda, this Marxism, this communism all into our schools. And I tell you what, folks are fed up and they are going to do their talking with their action when they vote these folks off the school board and get good common sense folks back on the school board. So hold the line if you're one of those folks that are the lone wolf on the school board, because I guarantee you help is on the way and I'll do everything in my power to expose this clown show. Okay. So let's get right into it. This Chino Valley Unified School District last night. Knowing that your time is almost up so that way you can finish it up. Sorry, Pat, go ahead. The first speaker is Tony Thurmond. Please be respectful on both sides, both sides, thank you. Good evening, Madam President, members of the board, parents, teachers, and students. I stand before you as a proud American, as a man of faith, the son of a veteran 
who served in Vietnam, who's buried not far from here. I love this country. And in addition to being the state superintendent, I am also a parent. And I come before you as a parent tonight. And we can debate all of the laws and all of the policies and practices. I ask you to consider this, that nearly half of students who identify as being LGBTQ plus are considering suicide. I ask you to consider this, that the policy that you consider tonight not only may fall outside of the laws that respect privacy and safety for our students, but may put our students at risk because they may not be in homes where they can be safe. Time. 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 And I learned something from a previous board president. Guys, be respectful. I am going to do a point of order, which I learned from a previous board president. Tony Thurman, I appreciate you being here tremendously. But here's the problem. We're here because of people like you. You're in Sacramento proposing things that pervert children. You had a chance to come and talk to me, Tony. By all means, you had a chance to come talk to me. Why was it so important for you to walk with my opponent? You are the very reason why we're in this. May, may I have, as a point of order, as the board point president. Point of order, this is not your meeting. You may have a seat, because if I did that to you in Sacramento, you would not accept it. Please sit. Can I get a point of order? You're not going to blackmail us. You already sent us a blackmailing letter on previous things. You will, not, you will not bully us here in Chino. Please see. Point of order. In Chino. Point We're going to take order. a five-minute break. So he got booted. Very well done to the school board president. Hold, held the line. And here's what's going on in California. They are trying to take away parental rights. They actually passed a law. And again, this is where the battles are going to come locally. And a lot of people don't understand that the school boards, you have power. You have power. And so good for the school board president to stand her ground and call out the clown show. And also for all the other members of that school board to vote, I think they voted four to one in favor of the parents being notified if their child is transitioning or is identifying as something else. Okay. Again, I don't know why we're having this conversation. However, um, common sense has went out the window with a lot of these states and corrupt politicians. However, the local communities are starting to stand up, which I'm going to highlight a superintendent. I don't know where this superintendent is from. I've been trying to find what school district he's a part of, but that's one of the reasons why I want to showcase him today because he is now standing up. And that is what we have been calling for is the people in the administration positions, the, the teachers. The majority of these folks just want to get back to work and teach and inspire kids to be better versions of themselves. 
and keep this culture ideology, the ideology, this new religion out of the schools. And a lot of them are staying silent because of the kickback and negative feedback that they're going to get from the teachers unions, their colleagues and everything else. They could lose their jobs. But folks, you can no longer sit on the sidelines. You cannot go silently into the night. You can't vanish without fighting against this stuff. You have to stand up. And that is why I'm very excited that in August 1st, coming up here real quick, 6.30 p.m. in Grand Rapids, Michigan, I will be speaking at the Oak Hill Evangelical, excuse me, Evangelical, one of those days, Presbyterian Church, 1930 Leonard Street, Northeast Grand Rapids. In the description of this video, you can find the address and you can come listen to me fire up and inspire these folks, ordinary people, again, doing extraordinary things. So that's coming up really fast. Again, if you want to come listen and get your cup of freedom refilled, come out and listen to some motivation from me. But one thing that's happening is more and more people are starting to stand up against this hot garbage. And one of the persons or people that I want to highlight today is this superintendent. So here we go. I will defend students and defend against anything contributing to the sexualization of students. I will never condone any behavior or any decision that promotes the sexualization of children in this district. And I make no qualms about it. That's why, as superintendent, I do not support the district giving students access to graphic images of sexual acts being performed or reading books that teach students how to set up accounts on apps designed for casual sex hookups. I do not support having images in our libraries that are so lurid that even newspapers and media outlets aren't permitted to publish them because they violate FCC guidelines. It's why, as superintendent, I've reported employees who sexualized children to our district attorney because no student, regardless of how they identify or whom they love, should be subjected to sexualization by their school district or any of its employees. And it's why, as superintendent, I will never support the distribution of paraffin sex paraphernalia to students at any age or any orientation at a prom or any event. And my stances on these issues have absolutely nothing to do with the sexual orientation of students or with politics for that matter. They have everything to do about basic propriety. And my beliefs don't make me a hate monger, contrary to what is being bantered about in this community. And they certainly don't make me anti-LGBTQ. And they don't place me in a crusade against literacy, and they certainly don't equate me with hurting students. Placing so much focus on student sexual orientation actually reduces them. Our students are so much more than that. They are talented artists, athletes, scholars, musicians, builders, writers, inventors, performers, and innovators. And we need to celebrate the totality of their existence. And because I hold these beliefs as superintendent, I've been maligned, I've been misquoted, I've been lied about, I've been filmed in board meetings, and then those turn into TikToks defaming me publicly. I've been shredded in social media daily, defamed in political cartoons by a local artist. I've been castigated in countless newspaper articles. I've been accused of subscribing to partisan politics. And 
I've had my actions equated with the tenets of Nazism by one of my own bosses. Despite that, I'm going to continue to support every student in this district from sexualization, regardless of your orientation. It's what should be expected of anyone in education, especially a superintendent. Wow. Kudos to that gentleman. Thank you so much for doing what's right and just bringing common sense to the situation because these leftists, they're nasty. My goodness gracious, I have went through it time and time again. They will try to do everything in their power to defame you, to bring you down, to cancel your business, to take away your medical license, your chiropractic license. They're going to do everything that they can. It is pure evil. And that is why we must continue to get behind these folks who are brave enough to put themselves out there for all of us, because it's really easy to armchair quarterback and just sit on the sidelines and post on social media and comment. But to really put yourself out there, um, it's, it's, it's scary. It really is. But more and more folks are doing it. I mean, I've been highlighting a pastor, Pastor John Amanchukwu, um, who's going around and speaking at school boards. Just look him up. Follow him. The guy is putting himself out there, really taking a stand on a lot of issues and inspiring more to stand up and just bringing common sense. That's, that's all we want in this thing. And I really believe that eventually we're going to win this thing. And that's what's going to sway the next election at all levels, folks, is because middle America here, the people in the middle, they do not want this, this crap and this garbage shoved down their throats. No matter how much they try to tell you that they do, they don't. And that is what's going to happen is there is going to be, you know, a red tsunami, I firmly believe, in every aspect and every level of office, um, because these folks are just tired of this. You know, it'd be totally different if our country, country was thriving right now and they weren't exposing the corruption of the Biden administration with Hunter Biden and everything else. And finding out now these congressional hearings and all the censorship that happened to people like me and a lot of you out there. Folks who are trying to get the truth out, who are censored. I'm still getting censored on TikTok. They continue to take my videos down. Um, I continue to fight back because I'm trying to reach that younger generation because of all the conditioning that happens. So it still exists. The censorship still exists on some of these platforms. Now, YouTube and Facebook have gotten a little better since Elon Musk has took charge of Twitter and started exposing all this stuff. But I really firmly believe that more and more of the middle is starting to awaken and say, you know what? I may not agree with everything that the right is about. However, um, I agree with the majority of it, and that makes us friends, okay? And I want to talk about the narrative that you always hear at these school boards, because I said time and time again, I've watched hundreds, if not thousands of hours of these school board meetings, and a lot of the narrative that they come with is suicide in that community, okay? Which is true, there, there is a high rate of suicide, but they don't talk about the rate of suicide of the people who transition to another gender, how high that suicide rate is because they have second thoughts and they go in depression. And so that is why there's a great book on this. Um, it was called psycho cybernetics. It was about, I thought, I think it was written back in the seventies and eighties, a long time ago now. Um, and he talked about cosmetic surgery about no matter how many times people tried to change their outside appearance, if you didn't fix what was happening on the inside mentally, then they would still be in depression. And so the solution that the left is pushing is that you can castrate people, you can chop off brass, and you're going to feel better. But it's, it's not true. And that book, if anybody wants to read the psychology behind it, it's a very, very good book about talking about 
just cosmetic surgeries um, that was very, very popular back in the 80s, you know, breast augmentation and everything else. It's gone w w more now with everything that they can do. But the doctor who have has worked with, you know, hundreds of these cases said, hey, you know what? That didn't fix the, their depression. It didn't. So no matter how much you try to change your appearance, you have to fix what was going inside or help the people with the inside. So they're not talking about what happens when these poor men and women transition and then they're still depressed and they're committing suicide. That doesn't go with their narrative. And I'm going to highlight this young man that spoke at the Florida Board of Education meeting the other day. And he was talking about, you know, there's no instances of, you know, transgender people, you know, harming other students in the bathrooms. That's that's what he pushed out. And I'm going to share with you several articles of exactly that happening. So let's tune in and watch me destroy this narrative. Kevin Parker. We all know that the point of bathroom restrictions... Give me a second. Uh, we all know that the, the point of bathroom restrictions for trans people is entirely to attack and marginalize these communities, make their daily lives harder, increase the likelihood of experiencing hate crimes and assault. Having a single, sing, uh, uh, having a single use, uh, one single use, to be clear, uh, bathroom does nothing because it is one, and uh, a decent amount of schools have multiple thousands of students. That's very impractical. Um, you can dodge an obfuscate, but that's what it is. <laughs> Even if this is entirely irrational and not at all self-interest on your part, um, that is the only outcome of these policies. It comes under a protect our children banner, but it doesn't protect them at all. It increases the likelihood that children will experience assault. Does anyone have any evidence that there is a widespread problem of transgender people assaulting people in women's bathrooms? No, they don't, because it isn't a problem. <laughs> And by the way, about addressing you with respect, why should we address you with respect when you're bureaucrats who are, are only Thank insisting you. on respect because of the uh, traditional processes uh, while actively infringing Thank on our you. rights? Here's my advice to that young man. Before you get up and make a clown out of yourself, make sure that you have your facts right. I did a quick search and found those four articles. I'm sure there's many, many more of transgender folks assaulting women, little girls, in bathrooms. You can't just hide that underneath the carpet. It doesn't exist. And I'm not going to report on it because it doesn't exist. And no matter how many times I tell this lie, um, they're hoping that eventually people start to believe it as truth. But that is where I come in, where I'm like, well, wait a minute, you stated that. Well, here's the evidence. Just like I've done for three and a half years fighting against everything with COVID and with the mandates and everything else. Well, they're pushing out this and they're putting all this fear tactics and now they're pushing out this woe is me kind of narrative with suicides and everything else. Hey, look, if you're all inclusive, why don't you start protecting all kids? If you're all inclusive, why don't you start protecting the rights of Christians and Muslims? Oh, no, we can't talk about that because it doesn't go with my narrative. So we're just going to continue to push out this hot garbage. And it's wrong. Public schools are for all kids, not only for the alphabet mafia. That's what they have turned themselves into, but also for the Christians and Muslims and for everyone else that doesn't want this kind of ideology shoved down their throat. Here's a great idea. If you firmly believe that this should be taught in schools, then the alphabet mafia community should start their own school, private school, and then you can have all of your students 
go there and you can teach us ideology. And then we can get back to the basics in our public school systems and teach math, science, reading, arithmetic, the, the basics, right? And let's compare the schools over a five-year period. And let's see which schools do better. I would put all of my are all of my money on the line to say this, and I would make this bet that the schools that got back to the basics would do a whole hell of a lot better than pushing this ideology. That's just the facts. 100%. So for those of you in those communities that you feel like you're not getting anywhere, keep standing up, keep standing up. Evil wins when good people do nothing. Even though you may think that you don't can't make a difference, you can. That's one thing that this has taught me. I've said this time and time again over the past three years. The power of one can lead to the power of many. You never know what small act that you may say or do, a comment, a post, a conversation that you may have that may literally change the lives of millions tomorrow. That's how powerful you are as a people. And so, again, I'm going to end on this. I will be speaking at the Moms for Liberty Kent County Evangelical. There we go. Um, Presbyterian Church at 1930 Leonard Street, Northeast Grand Rapids, Michigan. Okay, that's going to be on August 1st, 2023 at 6.30 p.m. Come get inspired, get motivated, and let's take back our local communities, which will allow us to take back our states, which will allow us to take back our country. How you like them apples? Have a great day. God bless you. God bless State of Michigan, of course, and always God bless these United States. Talk to you soon. Until next time.